Hi, I'm Dan Gardner, and I talk about dramatic brain injury recovery. And today I'm pleased to be talking with Susan Hansen, the executive director of the San Diego Brain Injury Foundation. Dramatic brain injury recovery. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Dan. Would you like to start with telling me something about your background and how you got involved with brain injury and the San Diego Brain Injury Foundation? Okay. Well, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'd mm -hmm. been in practice for many years. And I definitely didn't plan to be in this position or know so much about TBIs. But in 1987, my husband suffered a brain aneurysm. Mm -hmm. And that changed everything for him and also for me and our family. Mm -hmm. And as with many people, that first year is just so you're lost. You have no idea what your life is going to look like. You're just beginning to try to find resources. And probably it took us a year, but we finally started going to the support groups of the San Diego Brain Injury Foundation. And we had both been very active before his injury, but after, I would say going to those support group meetings was probably the highlight of our social calendar. And it was about mm -hmm. all we could handle. When it would mm -hmm. be time to come around for the next monthly meeting, we were ready for it. And so we attended meetings and then I was asked to come on the board and I served on the board of directors for about three years. And then I was asked to come on as staff as the, admin, as the assistant to the administrator. And after about a year, the administrator left. And so since 2001 or two, I've been the executive director of the Brain Injury Foundation. So that's how Very I got nice. involved. <laughs> I see. So you and your family actually lived through this. And yes. then you had the experience of going through the recovery at the different phases, getting involved with the organization, then taking a leadership role. Yes. So can you tell me about the Brain Injury Foundation? The foundation was formed in 1983, so a long time ago, and it was started by a small group of parents, mostly of adolescents that had been in automobile accidents. And they met as a board and eventually became a, a nonprofit, went through the legal process, and they started to have a helpline and support groups whenever they could, but it was usually just one, one or two people that would connect with whoever called into the helpline. And when I started to get involved and took over in the executive director's position, there were about 400 members, and now we have over 4,000 people in our database. And it's definitely grown so much. Not only do we have people calling from all over the state, sometimes other states, sometimes other countries, but people also reach us now through our website. So we have very wide outreach for survivors and family members. And we definitely try to be the center and the hub in San Diego County of all the information and referrals and resources and support groups for survivors as well as family members and professionals. Susan, tell me, how is the foundation funded? And tell me a little about the services and the programs. Okay. Well, one of the things that makes us very unique is that we have a home in Escondido for eight survivors that need 24-hour care. And this home has was started probably in about 1986, so it's been there for a long, long time. And it's one of very few in the whole state of California 
if not the country. We mm -hmm. definitely need more places like this. But that's one of the big services that we provide. It's called the Howard House, and it's owned and operated by the San Diego Brain Injury Foundation. Mm -hmm. The foundation itself is a nonprofit, and we don't receive any federal or state funding. So all of our funding comes from very small grants, or fundraisers that we do, our biggest one being a walk, which brings in about 700 people to Mission Bay. It's a wonderful event for the whole, mm -hmm. whole family. And then the other main source is just our membership. You know, they're not really members. We don't deny anybody services, mm -hmm. but they give annual dues and then sometimes end of the year donations. And so it's with all of that, we have very loyal donors and families that give what they can. And I would say the majority is given by very small amounts, maybe $25, $35 a year, but it all adds up and, and makes a huge difference. I see. So tell me what you use the money for. What are the programs? We have a brain injury guide for families that was written and put together primarily for people that are just newly diagnosed. In mm -hmm. fact, we have a whole hospital outreach program. So we try to get those into the hospitals for people when they leave. It's a guideline for families to know all the terminology about brain injury, the kinds mm -hmm. of services they're going to need, how to get those services. It has one chapter specifically for the caregiver and then re-edited the guide in the last couple of years to add more information about the military and about sports injuries and concussions because, in fact, there's a whole chapter just for parents, uh, children that have had brain injuries. So that's a, a very important resource for... Sounds uh, very uh, comprehensive. Yeah, it is. In addition to that, we have a newsletter that goes out periodically about three times a year. I mentioned our website. There's a wealth of information on the website, and not only our calendar of events, but also there's a separate page for military and specific links that military would find helpful. There's another page for parents with the same thing, resources specifically for them and just all of the activities that we do and the events. So there's a wealth of information. I advise anybody to check out our website, which is sdbif.org. And they can reach our office that way, and they can become uh, get on the list to receive a newsletter. And then I think one of, the, well, one of the other services that we offer that's so important are our support groups. These are free for anyone. They meet monthly. We call them support groups. They're really more educational. We always have a speaker that mm -hmm. comes in with, to, with the topic of some phase of rehab. It could be PT or it could be legal issues or it could be specifically for the caregiver, but has something to do the rehabilitation people need after an injury. And it also provides social time for survivors and families. It's a safe place to be. Everybody understands. You don't have to worry about behaviors that might, in a public, you would worry about. We know that it could be part of the brain injury. We mm -hmm. see people from month to month improving in their speech or physical therapy. So it becomes supportive in that way. And families and survivors trade resources. We also have a resource table with all the other information referrals resource support groups that we're aware of in San Diego County. As you said, a wealth of resources. So mm -hmm. Susan, let's say I'm a, a brain injury survivor or a family member. You mentioned all this, a spectrum of services and information. 
where do I start? How would I start navigating and negotiating this recovery process? Is there somebody I could call at the Brain Injury Foundation? Yes, we have a helpline, and that would be your your first step to contact us, either through the, the helpline or through an email, which you can get access to us through our website. So you call, you make contact. We talk to you and find out what are your needs. Sometimes it's for support groups. Sometimes it's for legal help. Sometimes people are looking for a neurologist or counseling or speech therapist, whatever. We try to match you up with people that we're familiar with, professionals in the community that we know understand brain injury. That's so important. Okay, so if if I'm a family member and I say, you know, my spouse was recently injured and I don't know who to see, what medical specialist, who do I go to, Mm -hmm. this is something you could help guide them with. Yes, yes, we could find out, have they already been in a hospital, do they, is that where they're coming from and go from there and figure out what resources are available to them and then I mentioned our Saturday support groups. We also have a couples group. So spouses, we refer to that. We refer parents to another organization that really focuses on how parents can cope with a brain injury for their child. And then one of our primary referrals, if a person is ready for it, is to the Acquired Brain Injury Program, which is part Mm -hmm. of the Community College District. And this is a wonderful program. It's free Mm -hmm. for anybody that's had a brain injury. And there are no grades. You can go as long as you feel you're getting something out of it. Mm -hmm. But they help a person with memory strategies, organization skills, writing skills, Mm -hmm. um, just helping a person understand what their losses are. But I would say, you know, contacting us first is the beginning of us putting you in touch with the brain injury community because Mm -hmm. it's very large and it's very strong here in San Diego. Some people laughingly say if you're going to have a brain injury, San Diego is the place to do it because we have so many resources. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, there are a lot more things we still need, but uh, we hook people up so that the survivors don't feel so isolated and neither do the family members. They can become part of a group and receive support that way. Well, we just say to people, call as often as you want, because as your family member goes through different stages, you're going to need different things. So don't be afraid to call us back. If you had more resources, if the Brain Injury Foundation had more resources, are there other services or programs that you were thinking of offering? Well, we would love to be able to offer case management for people. It doesn't really exist. And this would be to help a survivor or family kind of navigate through how do you get your social security disability, for instance, or healthcare issues or Mm -hmm. whatever your needs are. Some people just need help with organizing and some strategies. And this is where a case manager could really help a person. When a survivor has a family to support them, the results are just so much better, but there are so many people that are individuals that don't Mm -hmm. have family members here and they easily fall through the cracks and this is where a case manager could really help and make a big difference. Yes. I'd say in addition to that, it's housing. Housing Mm -hmm. and access to rehab. Most people in the public think if a person's had an injury, brain injury, they get rehab. Well, 
that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes, given their insurance or if they go initially to a hospital, they're pointed in the right direction for rehab. But even rehab today typically lasts about three weeks. And then it's up to the family to figure out, what do I do next? And Mm -hmm. this is where the program like ABI, the Acquired Brain Injury Program, comes in. Or Southern Caregivers is a good resource for the caregivers. Or just getting in touch with us and becoming part of the support groups and the network of people that we have. But yeah, it's that kind of support that's really needed. What about the brain injury survivor who doesn't have a lot of structured support? He or she is sitting at home during the day. They need something structured. They need something meaningful. What do you say about that? How do we help them? Yeah. You know, I think one of the big questions in recovery is, first of all, looking at your losses. What are the things that you used to be able to do that you can't do anymore? Mm -hmm. And then helping that person find meaning in life. What can they do now? And in my experience, just being in our office and taking calls, I see a lot of survivors go into volunteer work. Some go into adapted sports. And many go into expressive arts. And Mm -hmm. many of them never thought that they were artistic before their injury. And now they have time to explore it. And maybe it's just different part of the brain, but it's part of their recovery. So we've had people that do music or art, painting, ceramics, photography, writing, all kinds of things. And we've tried to really support that. Our office is located in Liberty Station, Mm -hmm. and it's part of the Art and Culture District. And so one of the things they do there is first Friday of every month, they feature the artists who have their studios open. So we've used that as a time to feature one of our survivors that has done art. And it's been a wonderful program for them and a way for them to make money from their art and be supported by that. But for the one individual that's there alone, I think more and more it's going to be through programs like this, YouTube, maybe different websites if they have access to a computer and have computer skills. Otherwise, we're always surprised when we send out our paper newsletters and we always give people a choice. They can get it electronically or in the mail. We hear back from people that we're not really familiar with. They don't come to our meetings, but they let us know how much it means just to receive a mm-hmm. newsletter and feel connected to a group of people. So right. I think so that's what really makes That's right. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Susan, is there any online support group available for brain injury survivors? I think certain individuals have tried to do blogs over the years, and a person could explore that. There are none that I I know of directly. Mm -hmm. I think even the ABI program through the community college has tried to do one, but Mm -hmm. this is kind of in the beginning stages of that, I think. But it sounds like perhaps if you had the resources, that's something that you could develop and offer to help people Def- feel more connected and less Definitely. isolated. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You know, another thing that you and I have talked about in the past is a mm-hmm. patient peer mentoring program. We try to do that a lot informally. When we know of individuals or, say, mothers of survivors or spouses that have been in this recovery process for a number of years, we oftentimes hook them up with a new person. And it's so helpful for for them to talk to each other. I know it's good for the mentor as well as the person receiving the the contact. It's a win-win. 
Mm -hmm, it is. So we try to do that informally. And hospitals in the area have tried also to do it on a more formal basis from time to time. But I don't think any of them are in existence right now. So it's one of those ongoing things that I guess we have to keep trying to find some funding for or a mm -hmm. way to make it happen. Absolutely. So looking back on your involvement with brain injury and the San Diego Brain Injury Foundation, what have been some of the biggest challenges and the biggest satisfactions? Well, certainly an ongoing challenge for the foundation is always fundraising. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. something we're always focused on. We're trying to come up with a lot of things like our walk where lots of survivors and family members could be involved because it's, again, another way for them to feel connected. And at our last walk this year, we were able to raise $50,000. So we were very proud of that. Yes. It's one thing that survivors love to do. They form their own teams and they come and it's a lot of fun. But we're looking for other ways to do that, definitely. I think the other challenge is some of what we touched on already. It's finding the resources, especially housing, transportation, like I said, case mm -hmm. management. Finding resources like that, it's really sad when somebody calls and we just don't know where to refer them. You know, yeah. it's like nothing exists. and. It's a difficult position for us to be on. We feel very bad and I can't imagine what it's like for the family. So those would be those are the biggest challenges. Mm -hmm. As far as what's been satisfactory, I've met so many, so many people. Everybody has their inspiring story. Each brain injury is different. And you know, we always say a brain injury can happen to anyone, anywhere, anytime. So mm -hmm. it affects all walks of life all ages and to come in contact with people with that diverse background and hear their stories and see what they've done to recover and watch them as they go through the process and some return back to school a few return back to work many get involved like i said with expressive arts to see them feel fulfilled that way has been very inspiring and rewarding for me susan anything else you'd like to add I'd just like to say to everyone that's going through this that it's a process and it takes time. And so don't give up and know that there are a lot of resources out there. Contact us, join the community, be part of it. Let us help you in doing your journey of searching for what's your life going to look like now and how are you going to find meaning. But please reach out to us and we will welcome you. It's nice to know that you're there. So I want to thank you, Susan, for your leadership of the Brain Injury Foundation and also the wonderful, valuable services the foundation provides. So thank you so much for spending the time. Thank you, Dr. Gardner, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share all this. Please let me know in the comments what questions you have and what other topics you'd like me to discuss.